This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuning into a special podcast episode talking all things Football Manager 2022. Blue Monday podcast covering Football Manager since 2022. I should say. Um, joining me tonight from our own podcast team, but here with his ITFC researcher hat on, it's Joe Fairs. And we're delighted to have a special guest, um, Head of EFL Research, Dean Gripton. Dean, we'll start with you. How are you doing? Panic over. You can relax for oh, all but a few weeks, I'm sure now. Yes, yes, it's right. Yes, uh, obviously the game was released on um, yesterday the 9th and uh, well, it actually was available for everyone with Steam um, on the 8th at 8pm. So yes, it's a sort of relief when it comes out, but then obviously we've got one eye on people reporting bugs and mistakes and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's sort of never... It never finishes, really. No, it's like the fourth row bridge, isn't it? Yeah, um, actually, the relief was when we have our, what we call our data lock, which was when the data is finally closed off. No more changes can be made. But even then, we're still sort of, you know, internally checking other things and making sure there isn't anything, you know, that that, that needs changing. So, yeah, and then a little bit of playtesting the game and helping the guys out with that. And then but there's always reality that always kicks in and tries to make life difficult. We will talk about that and all sorts. So this is a general um, chat on Football Manager, but obviously Joe is joining us because Joe is the, the researcher. Is that is that the right title for you, Joe? Um, evening to you as well. Hello to you. Um, and is the, is the feedback you're receiving from town fans so far even-handed? Any offensive comments so far? Or do people just not know that it's you they need to complain about when Macaulay Bond's finishing stats aren't high enough? <laughs> I think they know it's me because I, I normally receive a few notes through it and sort of people send me DMs. And most people are generally pretty helpful about stuff and sort of ge- genuinely asking questions on it. So I haven't had too much sort of negative feedback yet. 
Um, I think Macaulay Bond is one that's been picked up as having his finishing too low, but I I sort of complete not me on that one. It's the sort of the QPR and the Charlton researchers that have watched him sort of week in week out for the last <clears throat> few years, who sort of know him better than me. So I've been quite lucky this year with such a new squad. I haven't actually had that much to do for once because generally it's sort of left almost almost left as they were by their previous researchers who've had the benefit of watching them a lot. So I just updated my file, sent sent Luke Chambers, Cole Skews, Freddie Sears and all those guys away to their new clubs and then just saw the new ones come in. Oh, you felt like Paul Cook, I'm sure, you know, waving goodbye to those guys. So we'll, we'll talk about, um, we will talk about um, Joe and Ipswich Town because it's been a crazy summer and kind of an unprecedented amount of change. And interesting to understand from both of your perspectives, how that kind of situation plays out and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing um, and the kind of challenges around that. Dean, let's start with with, with your role with the game. You're the head of EFL research, so presumably you've got 72 versions yes, of Joe right, yeah. all yeah. playing with the database. Tell us about that and, and any challenges around that. Well, um, the big challenges are when researchers, you know, obviously we we, we ask them to do a lot of work all at the same sort of time. So there's a lot of work coming into me all at the same time of year. Um, usually we're looking at uh, big updates in the winter uh, for our winter update, but also we look at, we ask all the researchers to look at everything at the end of the season. So um, obviously at the end of the season where we've been able to evaluate how well a, a club has done, we have uh, some interesting uh, algorithms uh set up to us by um, one of our head researchers, the Turkish head researcher, who's worked with a lot of um, um, odds uh, from betting companies to establish uh, the level, how teams are expected to perform against each other within the division. Wow. And uh, from there on, we can look at um, how the current ability of all the players in a squad should be relative to other clubs in their division and we sort of start working from it from there really wow i mean it's it's an amazing evolution if you rewind yes, 20 is. years I'm, i mean i'm of the vintage of champ man 0102 and all that kind of stuff i love that game and plow through seasons at university on that like you know in, in a few days you know statues outside swindon's ground and all that kind of stuff is this a challenge for you now in respect of your research is because there's a lot of sophistication involved. It'd be interesting to understand a little bit about that. But are, 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 analytics and data is obviously massive in the game now. Is that have you seen that evolution? Is that a challenge for you now, losing folks to that that industry? Y yes, yes, that is that has made a big change for us. But um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the uh, yeah, the recalculation we've had to establish how well teams are doing against each other isn't just. A, isn't just a case of trying to mirror the league table and say they were the top team, they've got the best players, they were the bottom team, they've got the worst players. Because obviously throughout the season, form fluctuates and there are injuries and that sort of thing. So that's why we use the, um, they use an average of a, of a number of betting companies' um, odds for matches to establish an expected points. Obviously expected goals is an, uh, is a, is an analytic now that people are used to. We'll be look at an expected points model to help us ascertain which were the stronger teams in the division. Yep. And uh, and whether teams and whether teams then reach that reach the levels they were expected to in the division and then look at rating the players from there on. So factoring a real life example then. So for two years yes. Ipswich Town fans have watched um us be highly rated by neutrals and, mm. and the bookies to an extent as well, but and know there were structural flaws 
So it'd be interesting to understand because because Joe, presumably you were you were reflecting, I guess, what a lot of supporters were seeing and and weren't necessarily big on us, or or maybe did that was that a little bit of a journey that you went on in terms of updating the database, and then how much of the how much of the external algorithms dragged that around, guys? Do you want to start, Joe, with 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 your perspective on that? Yeah, well, because I've, I've been doing it since probably about 2013, 2014. So this was at the stage where we had a squad sort of with Mick McCarthy that was finishing sixth, seventh in the championship. And every every time I had an update period come through, it's like Ipswich is ranked 18th in the league. So I needed to <clears throat> set my squad up around that parameter, which I, I just find a little bit difficult at the start, but I could understand the reasons. I did feel we were punching above our weight as a squad and but it did mean that when Paul Hurst came in and everything went badly wrong I didn't have to amend the players too much because we were still ranked sort of similar to where we'd been under McCarthy but from there it's, it's just bit, I think the difficulty that I've had in the last couple of years is just the sheer size of the squad and how many players are sort of first team players effectively and there, there isn't really anyone to bring the average down a bit so much because our the 20th best player in our squad is sort of had been a lot, a lot more superior to the 20th best player in sort of comparative league one squads because they just didn't have the yes. depth and it, that's, that's made it difficult. But I've always, a couple of times I've gone over, I think in the last one I was under what I needed to be because I just didn't feel we deserved to be what the ratings were. So I've always had to argue a case sometimes if I've needed to, but I've never really had any big problems getting to the numbers. And uh... Sorry, John Dean. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, he's trying to hit the numbers. Well, this is this is where we have a current ability for a player is re- and um, obviously related to the squad that he's in, but also then within the division as well. So, um, a player like uh, Macaulay Bond will have been rated for his performances in when he's played in the Championship. Obviously, he drops down into the into League One, but he still can be rated as a League One player. As a sort of Championship player, that's that's okay. That's that makes it a challenge further down the line when we have to assess how well Ipswich have done over the season and whether you finish, you know, obviously if you finish on the table, it does make it slightly easier for you. But um, yeah, if you have another, if you have another poor season and finish in the middle of the table again, God forbid, then um, it could poor well Joe. be that some of these players are a little bit overrated. Yeah. It's fascinating that. And, and it's yeah. certainly new, new to me <laughs> as, as an outsider to this. I mean, Dean, talk to, you've got, as you said, you've got 72 guys in the EFL, how much of how much is is that now a community and, and folk comparing notes or or do each um, each of the guys have an individual way of doing things? How much how much is is kind of prescribed by um, you guys? How much of is uh, there's obviously a table a database to complete, but process and so on. Talk to us about that. Uh, but a big part of the process, I hope Joe thinks it's something we're quite good at, is communicating what we want uh, to everybody. Um, obviously, my emails my inbox is always full with. Uh, in, ins and outs talking to the, each individual club researcher. Uh, some are obviously, as you always get with when you're working with 72 different people, some are better than others. And uh, please report that Joe is one of the more reliable ones. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Which is why he's been doing it for seven or eight years, because uh, because it, because he's very good at doing it and very reliable. And, and also because he doesn't look at things with too much rose-tinted glasses. We do we do like it when people have an opinion. That's that's a good thing. It is a good thing for people to go out and say, hey, look, you know, we I really think this player is better than playing for this squad, playing for my team. He should be at a better level. We're happy to look at players at that level. But obviously, 
not all of the players are, you yeah. know, you, you could, Joe couldn't come around, turn around and say, I've got 12 players here who are capable of playing for the teams in the top six in the championship because, because if they were, they'd be... They wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be in Ipswich. Has there been that negotiation, my words, mm. that negotiation, that discussion on when there's a, there's a view that there's a player here that, that's exceptional and, and, and merits a higher level of, of yeah. stats have you have you encountered that situation joe and dean together and can you can you talk us through that and if you haven't dean can you maybe do it from your perspective has there been an instance like that joe i, I, I can't think of any one off the top of my head but I'm, I'm sure we have at some point in the past surely not armando dobra surely I, I think it, I, I actually think the one it might have been was for david mcgoldrick i i wanted to keep him rated quite highly but he was having a lot of injury problems and i was sort of saying well if he fit he is still a star player for us so he was one that sort of I sort of able was able to keep his rating quite high on the game, but sort of keeping his injury proneness up to sort of try and mirror real life, as opposed to just sort of bringing him down just to try and fit him within the guidelines. So, from your perspective, Dean, is it what what are you looking for from the likes of Joe to justify that position, and and what do you do behind the scenes to kind of verify that and make a decision on it? Well, yeah, what, what I have to do behind the scenes is sort of devour as much information as I can about all the clubs in the division from as many different sources as possible. So I'm on top of who who are the main performers at each club. So, you know, I I, I don't want to see any surprises in the database and I invariably don't because I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be on top of, of everything really. So, so that helps me try and keep in touch with it. But of course, there is so much to to watch i cannot watch every game for every club because they just aren't the hours in the day so this is where you know we need people like joe in here because joe does watch every game yeah it does and every academy or a lot of academy games as well and is there any i guess it's it's it is what it is really if you pick a team like ipswich which has got which has previously had very big roster to use an american term and an academy is it just too bad for Joe that he's happened to grow up as an Ipswich fan and have 60-odd players perhaps to consider versus someone who's got a smaller smaller club with a... Is there anything that's, that, that compensates or deals with that disparity or is it just too bad? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, obviously, the, there are a couple of clubs in League 2 and in, and in, in League 1 who don't have youth teams. So, you know, the, those researchers have got fewer players to look at. But yes, it is a difficult situation for... You know, Joe and uh, I think Ipswich have probably got the biggest squad in the in the in League One in terms of the amount of players they've got. I know they've got players with squad numbers in the fifties, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah, and a lot of young players. So yeah, yeah. There are there are a lot of them. Some of them are out on loan, obviously, and they get assessed by the researchers at the loan clubs. But generally, you know, there are a lot of young players who just have to keep on top of, and that's that's probably quite difficult for you. Um, I guess do you use um do you use something like a squad depth chart when you're planning uh, how to rate the under twenty threes? Um, I'd, I'd like to say I was that organised, but generally it's just a case of <laughs> yeah. flicking through it, putting the ratings in as I think about yeah. it as I go through it, and then looking at it sort of on the comparisons tools to make sure that it looks somewhere like I want it to. The the challenge I've had this year, and we were lucky that we had the sort of run to the youth cup semi final last year, which saw a lot of our games televised or streamed or 
what it was that I was able to watch it just because simply we can't get across to the training ground. But I, I know probably a lot of researchers can't ever get across to a training ground to watch them. So I probably have an advantage that I can see some of the games at least. But and that was very difficult last season. To... I'm sorry. Yeah. So I can say that was very difficult last season. Obviously, COVID and everything was people couldn't go and see those games. So, you know, we were having to be lenient with people saying, you know, I understand why you haven't rated last season's first year scholars at your club, et cetera, et cetera, to people because they just hadn't had the opportunities to see them play. So and we, we still have, we, we still have that Ipswich this year, yeah. and I think it will be for most of the season, which is a shame. So you you end up having to sort of trust the coaches in a, in a sense that if there's a first year who's consistently playing for the under 23s, you know that he's probably the best player in the current intake. So you have to sort of use a bit of common sense in that yes, in yes. that regard. But and is there a burden? I guess not wishing to kind of make comparisons between your researchers, Dean, but. Is 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 there a point where there's a there's a there's a level of research that you accept is either it becomes a full time job and I assume a lot of the guys doing it is it's a, it's an extra thing it's an extra curricular <clears throat> thing so for academy players is there a lot of it just produced and an algorithms by the game rather than necessarily relying on the researchers or is there a, a reliance on the researcher to give you a number even if it is maybe a kind of a finger in the air type situation. We, we yeah we we do encourage we do encourage uh, research. Obviously, I, it's it's down to me to know what the researchers are and what their relationship with the club is and how much they know about the club sort of thing. And we're clearly trying to get the best person we can for each club. But uh, in some instances, I'd just say to them, you know, we'll leave their abilities all blank and let the game create create profiles for players depending on what roles they play and what their positions are. So. Um, Obviously, a 16-year-old goalkeeper who's a first-year scholar, you may not have seen play, but the game will obviously create him as a goalkeeper. That's um, and and then for a defender, you might set someone as a central defender, which might mean you'll he'll get given attributes which are more fitting for a central defender than they would be for a central midfielder sort of thing. So, yeah. The, so you might so not the, rate, and the rate game your attributes, but yeah, and the game will then finish. assess those depending on um on a figure which we um which we call our new gen rating figure, which is a figure we create for every club, which um, is down to their the youth rating, whether they're cat one to cat four, and also um, how how good a how good a club they are in terms of uh, their youth training, the training facilities, and the reputation of the club, etc. So, yes, yeah, so so that Ipswich should be creating better young players in the game which come through in the first year, you know, in the new gens, which are the players that are created later in the in the game, their their youth players should be better than um should be better than South Ends, for example. Sure. Well, that's fast that's because just, because so of the great. size of the club. So yeah. So yeah. we do have that that facility to create um uh, to create players to fit certain roles. That's that's something we've added to the database in the last couple of years. So that uh, if you know somebody is a fast winger, you can set you can set their pace as being a generic fast sort of rating and um, and ally that with their position, which you know you, you put down as a ring or you can put them as inside forward or that sort of thing will create a profile which looks right for a player in that position. And as as the interaction with the clubs, and it'll be interesting to get Joe's thoughts mm. on that, changed and evolved, because I know a lot of clubs use this as a scouting tool now, don't they? The database is so sophisticated and the, the quality of the research has got to a point now where clubs are using it as a scouting tool. Are, are, the, are, clubs, are clubs starting to reach out to you guys to improve this process or is it all kind of arm's length still? 
it is it is more at arm's length than we are I, I do uh, mention to researchers, you know, we don't want them contacting the club asking for inf- information. Okay, that's no not calling, no calling that's parents. Not what, that that's kind of not stuff. what we're here for. Yeah, what what <laughs> we're here for. We're not, you know, because clubs aren't going to going to give information about anybody out anyway. And it, a lot of this stuff should be something you can find anyway. Okay, so and is that your yeah. experience as well, Joe? Do you do they give you a nice seat? Sometimes maybe I don't know, you know, because you're not getting access. There's a bubble around um, Playford Road. No, yeah, you know no that, access, so you're not getting no, VIP access, are you? No, I've never been able to sort of get a decent contact at the club for things. Even sort of, I've tried to pull some strings from other things there previously. It's, it's, it's never quite worked out. Sort of gentle, sort of asking of them. So you just have to get the information whichever way you can. There's sort of ways and means of finding things out and speaking to people and. Getting it from we there, and yeah. like I say, and some people you just hit a brick wall with, and you just have to go with there. But you normally find a few helpful people that are able to sort of help. Mainly, this year has been tough because, like I said, they, we haven't, as a club, we haven't even announced who the scholars are as a club, so it's difficult to know who's even there. Effectively, I think I think I've got everyone, but a few weeks back, I thought a guy that was playing for the under 18s I thought he was still a schoolboy and under sixteen, and then all of a sudden, I realised. I tweeted on the academy account, oh, schoolboy scored a hat trick. And they're like, oh, no, he's a first-year scholar. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, I need to find out all his details and get it sent over to make sure that he's in the game. Otherwise, he's going to miss out. And I'm sure a lot of them want to see themselves in the game as well. So, I was going to say, do you get feedback from from pros? Um, and we know that they play the game, Dean, because they're always on socials, on the bus to the game and stuff like that. Have you had, have either of you had an experience of, of that, Joe? Start with you. No? Um, a, a couple of times where they sort of said, oh, what was my rating for this? But I, it tends to be, I think the younger players seem are more into like FIFA because they talk yes. about wanting like a 99 rating for something. They want a 90 for this and stuff. So it seems they're more FIFA, but I'd imagine they'll learn. It wouldn't surprise me if FIFA nicks some of the sort of FIFA Ipswich research. I wouldn't be surprised if they're nicking bits <laughs> from the stuff that I found. Do yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, Miles Jacobs from the studio. Uh, director he sends out um, a copy of the, uh, the alpha version of the game which is a uh, the version of the game which we're in development usually in August and September out to footballers and to staff at clubs and uh, they often feed back with a little bit of inf- information about themselves you know uh, it's usually little things like you know ask, asking to be a little bit better but also the, non- the non-players usually say oh you've got so-and-so's date of birth wrong or, or that sort of thing but sometimes we've had to guess those because they're not available, like you said. You know, the, uh, Joe wasn't able to find some of the Ipswich personal data for the young players, and then other clubs are amazing. Other clubs' websites have, you know, Lincoln City's website has loads of stuff on their scholars when it comes out, and they introduce them. and There's a news article explaining who they all are when they come out in June, and that makes it easy for that researcher to do to get a basic profile for those players out. And, and the then place. other clubs, oh. there's yeah, there's another club in the in league one which is quite a big club which doesn't have anything on their under 18s whatsoever doesn't have any names of any players or any match reports anything have and you got a big whatsapp group guys you where you're all <laughs> are you all comparing that kind of stuff or is there anything like that no There's no 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 we don't no we we don't have i i, I have asked i have asked whether I have asked the group 
um, whether they wanted to do that. But uh, I think that would probably be a little bit too bit noisy, noisy and intrusive. And yeah. yeah, haven't really had many people say they wanted to do that. So maybe no. uh, maybe they don't want. They've had enough of me on email. Never mind WhatsApp. I think you probably know sometimes more than they do. A bit paralysis of analysis, can't it? Sometimes yeah. when you're just yeah. you just end up looking so far into the weeds, isn't it? There. Yes. Yeah. Should we talk about FM twenty two then? We talked about the, the general process um, and that and fascinating stuff there, and and as a player, so so brilliant to know the kind of the rich amount of data that's going into this. If I am, um, let me see if I can add the marketing video into the background there and keep it on mute. Um, was there any changes this year in terms of features and functionality that has changed the process for either of you guys, or certainly for you, Dean, but also for Joe? Or has it been relatively straightforward in that respect and it's business as usual? Yeah, for me, it's been, I'd say, we're a little bit behind the curtain, but it's sort of the, it's been a big change in the, in sort of how we send our data in effectively. So it's more just been getting more used to that as opposed to, as opposed to anything else. Indeed. Yes, yeah, we, we've uh, we've got onto a system in the last 18 months where the database is online that uh, the researchers can access at any time they like, which uh, it never used to be the case before. We used to have to email files to each other and then they would amend them and then they'd send them back and then I would then ask them to re-amend them or make changes, etc. like that. And it was a little bit... Yeah, that was just how it worked at the time. But now we've we've got it all online, which means that Joe and all the other researchers can access it anytime they like, which is really helpful because I know I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm sure this is how you, how you probably operate. If you find something out about somebody, you can just pop online, open a submission on there, and make the change and submit it, and then it's it's made instantly. So, so is it yes. is there a case? Sorry, Joe, go on. Yeah, so on that side, like normally, I'd have to sort of have notes of everything that happens. Sort of, and then I'd get my file, and then I'd update it all and send it back off. Where now, for example, last night, Idris Elba's in. He signs a new contract. I'll probably go on sort of later this evening or tomorrow, just update that contract. This done, and then I can forget about it there, rather than have all these scribbled notes around and <laughs> that side of it. So hopefully, it should make things more accurate. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll still miss some things, but being able to do things as and when they happen is quite handy. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Is there any new features this year? Either of you, I, I assume you both play the game as well. I guess you have to. Um, any features, new features for FM22 that you're excited about that you want to tell folk about? I've, I've enjoyed so far sort of the data analysis features on there. It's, yeah, I like there's a lot of the, um, it's, it seems, it's, it's been on previous ones, but it's not something I've really ever seen that much use in. It's always been a bit harder to find. But now after every game, at the end of every month, you're having the, the analysis of your squad, where, where you're stronger, where you're weaker. And I haven't really worked out. The problem I've got at the moment is I'm doing a, a youth academy challenge, so I'm not making any signings. So I, I can see all this analysis, but I can't actually sign anyone to go out and improve it. So I have to adjust from there. But no, that that does seem, that's sort of a bit of a data nerd. It's, that is really good on there and interesting and helps you really think about stuff. Yeah. And hopefully that analysis makes you, can make you understand where you're making mistakes and getting not getting the results you want and maybe amend your tactics to, you know, uh, according to the data that you're getting from the data hub, which which is a, which is one of our big new features in the game. There's a lot more um, analysis of pass, uh, you know, uh, passing and you know all sorts of different things that uh, that you can go on and uh, analyze how well you you know all the data that was in the background in the game is now available for people to assess you know how well they've done and which where they've made mistakes tactically and that sort of thing so it's that is those, a, that is a yeah. big one yeah. it's all those graphs that you see on these twitter yeah. accounts isn't it there where you yeah, see the analytics graphs yeah. split up they sort of all come across there which i'm sure people will be quite familiar with those yes and, and, and all these features do take a long time to develop you know xg only went in the game last year because we wanted to create our own model of xg but also, you know, it does take a long time to build those models and to make sure it works and to test it and and that sort of thing in the game. So that's, uh, yeah. And, and the Data Hub as well is one of those things which was nearly ready for last year, but we weren't happy with it. So we had another 12 months to, you know, really develop it properly and, and make it how we wanted it to be rather than rush it through. That's how we like to operate now instead of yeah. rushing features in to make sure they're right and wait until they're in. I can just hear folk on the XG yeah, saying, yeah. I've seen so many 3D match engines where the guy should score and he hits the post. So hopefully your XG doesn't factor that kind of brain fart moment <laughs> in from my forwards. Um, any other features that you guys want to draw attention to or any um, tips as well? I guess that you've advocated for the data and I've really enjoyed. I've enjoyed seeing my team plotted against the norm for the league. Um, and I'm very good on the attack unless I'm the defending, which is, I guess, not important when you're top of league and unbeaten like I was until I lost the penalty. Um, to yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about um, uh, about Macaulay Bonds finishing. People were saying it wasn't rated highly enough. I think people can sometimes look at individual um, items of data like that and maybe fixate a little bit too much on them, where you should be concentrating on the overall profile of a player. That would that would be my tip in terms of in in terms of the data. Uh, just focusing on 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 Bond then, Joe, because he's yeah. obviously yours now. 
or is he? Has he got a recall to January? We didn't really get to the bottom of that, but he'll still be mine, even in January. Even he'll if he goes mine. back, I'll be rating him on what I've seen to send him back with. So is he is he shifting at all in your assessments at the moment? I haven't really, to be, to be honest, I haven't paid a huge amount of attention to the players like that. It will be something sort of in the next couple of months I'll look to start to pick up as to where their sort of strengths and weaknesses are. But I'd imagine if he carries it on the form he's in and he's got 16, 17 goals by then, he'll be going back <laughs> with an upgrade because he's coming off the back of a sort of QPR season where he struggled and I'm sure his rating's not as high as it could be if he does carry on the sort of insane form he's in. Yeah, you've got a number of really interesting players, actually. You know, obviously, so many signings in the mm. in the season, and um, some of them have been a little bit in and out of the side. You know, Scott Fraser came with a massive reputation from MK Dons, and he was rated as <coughs> one of the best players in League One, which he was last season. At MK Dons, he was, you know, outstanding in uh, in a team which had the most possession throughout the season in that league, and he was their main playmaker. Um, how yeah, do you feel? He, how do you feel he's performed in Ipswich? He, he's he's done okay, hasn't he? He, he? he, I don't think he's really suited to any of the roles in the team at the moment. And he played last night the Papa John's Trophy as a sort of a deep lying midfielder, sort of in the two there. And I think he did he did okay there. But he's, I think he talks about how he played as a sort of a number eight at MK Don, sort of on that left hand side and able to get up and down the pitch. But he's. Just simply, he's not the fulcrum of our team like he was at MK Dons. He's, there's not the reliance on him to create everything. And I say, when everyone's fit, I don't, I don't think many people would put them in the, in the sort of starting eleven when everyone's fit. I'd imagine, well, I, I certainly would. The sort of front three, you're going to have like Wes Burns or Sonny Aluko on the right, and probably a combination of either Bursant Salina, Connor Chaplin, and Kyle Edwards across the other two positions. So it's a tough one for him to get into. The January it, that's amazing, amazing amount of depth you've got in the squad there. Mm. Mm. So I, I know, but the one player I, I did look at is, is rated very highly is Vashlav Hladki as well, who came in very highly rated yeah. and has been well poor really, hasn't he, for us this year? And just looks a bag of nerves. Even even last night, sort of we drew, he passed the ball straight to their striker with an open goal with ten seconds left, and luckily he sort of managed to. Yeah. Pull his shot wide when he should have scored, really, shouldn't he, Rich? And um, it's just, uh, it's, like I say, I, I don't want to go too harsh on him because he was obviously very highly rated by the Salford researcher and had been and a the leading goal researcher the before that. Yes, yeah, yeah but he's kind of struggled to keep that rating up from what I've seen of him so yeah. far. And of course, these are the intangibles which you can, which are really hard to replicate. You know, how well a, a player can do amazingly at one club and then come in and make a poor start somewhere else. And, and it's difficult for them, you know, to recover. And, and that's part of the process yep. here, because it's worth yep. talking about. I was going to ask you generally about, you know, getting the game ready to go and, and locking down the database. And then Newcastle takeovers happen and Eddie Howe gets appointed <laughs> and all that kind of stuff must be must be giving people kittens at side games. But but Joe, the season, we talked about this at the start, obviously, it's massive influx and outgoings as well. Um Dean, can you talk about that process? Because um, it's a difficult one. Because I, I assume that Joe doesn't get a huge amount of say on, on for the for the release, but January will be his first opportunity, will it? Uh, yeah, yes, he could. I mean, I mean, clearly, if if a player was um, was incorrectly rated, he, he could identify that in September and October. We 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 could change that, but we yeah, we are careful not to have too many knee jerk reactions. But of course, 
you know, of course that can that it can happen that a player comes in and and really steps up. Yeah, I think you know, an example I'm, I'm thinking, I had last I'm thinking, year. Yeah. So I had because I had Mark McGuinness come to me last year, and he'd obviously still been rated as effectively an under eighteen for mm. Arsenal, and his rating would have seen him sit probably in our under 18s But it's like, well, no, he needs to come up about yeah. forty points effectively to just pick up his position in the squad. And I remember when we signed Tyrone Mings from Chippenham all those years ago, and he managed to get a big upgrade as soon as we signed him purely because he'd been signed by a championship club when he was playing at level seven. He just couldn't have had the ratings at that level, which otherwise he'd have just been the best player in the league by such a distance. And it would have been, it just wouldn't have worked. So there's there are a couple of examples I've had on that. Yeah, they are with, with the Mings thing. Now we, we are sort of trying to encourage certainly the non-league researchers to, really emphasise who those players are in the, in the league, the ones who really are going to try and step up. So, uh, yeah, we, but of course, you know, it's the proof is when a player plays because, you know, had, had Mings come in from chipping it, I'm sure players have gone in to championship and league one teams making those steps and haven't worked out. And ended up back where they started. And ended up back where they started. So, yeah, the proof is, as, as was from McGuinness, you know, they come in and play and then we can reassess them when they've proved what they can do at a better level. Because of course, with a player like McGuinness, the, you know, the most crucial spell of his career in terms of, you know, his development was that time at Ipswich. Now he's at Cardiff and we're able to, you know, see a lot more about a player as they play more often. Is it fair to say the January update is probably more important than the, than the databases at the release? Is is that fair to say? Because you're right, you know, avoiding the knee jerk reactions on certain players is an important thing. Obviously, some time has elapsed as well, and Joe's got some understanding of players that have come in. Um, but real world stuff has happened: derby points, deductions, all that kind of stuff, and then more transfers. So, is, is for you guys is January the more the the one that you want to get right, or is it the game release one? Oh, the game release one is is the big is the real okay. biggie because so many people will you know they'll turn on their they'll turn on their laptops, load up the game, and they'll instantly. You know, they'll instantly point out, you know, so so and so is not better than him, and so and so is better than him, and all that. And you, you get all the hot air around, you know, all the big clubs and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, we really do need to get that one correct. There's not as many people download the January update because they're already in the middle of their saves. Right. But, okay. uh, but a lot of people do like to start a save again. Obviously, if if um, Ipswich were to make seven or eight new signings and to sign really exciting players and we're top of the league people would then want to go oh I want to play as Ipswich with these new players you know without the the ones they've got rid of we don't want those in the squad I want all the new ones we're playing and so they start again so that does that does then create a little bit of a problem for us in this you know and analyzing how well a team does over a whole season because of course then you're playing 46 games with Ipswich with their new signings instead of who they've had all season sort of thing. Yeah, it, oh, it's, it's so fast. Is, is the workload <laughs> bigger in the in the January update or is it still the summer, do you think? The summer is the, summer is the really big one. Yeah, the workload is absolutely massive because it's not, uh, there's so many other things we need to get in the database, the kits. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can talk about, there's a, there was an issue with the kit, wasn't there? With the oh, kit, it's with exciting with bit with the kits. A, yeah, little, just, a, bit, a bit of excitement with that, yes. Because that, that wasn't Joe, presumably, because he... Joe wouldn't have known that. Or did he get to design a third kit? Is all of the other, apart from, so Joe's responsible for the players' stats. Is everything else the game? Well, yeah, a a lot of it. Um, 
a lot of it. I, I, I overlooked the kits in particular this year because I, I get the EFL handbook, which has all the official kits in, which has okay. all the official colours and the designs and that sort of thing in. So I, I, I tell the researcher, you leave the kits alone. I'll make sure they're the right colours, you know, and the right design sort of thing. So that so, we match, so that so that we match that the, the assets. EFL handbook yes. then? It was, yes. It was in the EFL handbook. So that's excited. And, uh, yeah, and we were, um, and it FN was approved. We have we have licensing meetings with the AFL, and that was approved. As were all the other. There was a couple of other clubs which the third kits weren't yet revealed, but that was allowed. I suppose so. it Wigan who sort of then announced it off the back of yeah. it being in there. I noticed. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The exclusives. <laughs> but all the all the extra stuff. So is it right that Joe's just responsible for player stats? Even coaches and manager stats and all that stuff. Oh yeah, coaches right? manager stats as well. Oh, in particular the coaches is, is a really is a really big one. We do ask the researchers to make sure that you know the, um, the managers have got their current tactics in. And uh, it it's not just a case of setting four four two or four three two one or whatever. They they can set certain styles of play so that it matches whether they're a Gagan Press and um, or a park the bus or the control possession, all those options you get in FM the, the, in the game for you to set in your own tactics are options that Joe can set for Paul Cook. Four, two, three, so one. Rep, so play. that FM when so that when FM plays as Ipswich for other people, it looks like a Paul Cook Ipswich team. And then so, yes, characteristics so, yeah. of the yeah. sort of tendencies of. Yeah. Yeah. Resting players for cup games, signing from certain markets, playing more young players. So it tries to replicate what will happen with Ipswich going forwards. And and what sort of players, again, the roles they play, because roles are more important now in FM than the old positions. You know, um, obviously, you're going to have players like uh, George Emerson plays a centre back. But we're more interested in what type of centre-back is he? Is he a yeah. ball-playing centre-back? Is he a no-nonsense centre-back? Will he dribble the ball out? what role will he play within the team? It's that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, those will be set as well in the manager tactics. Brilliant. Got a couple of questions. I, I think we've dealt with a load of stuff here, which has been fascinating. So thank you so much. Um, will, really enjoying FM22 so far, particularly the extra data views. There you go, another advocate for that. Um, question for Joe, how hard was it to gauge the quality of the players' squad given the big turner? I think we've dealt with that. But any other thoughts on on that one, Joe? Yeah, I, I think my challenge is going to be in January just to try and sort of rejig the squad effectively so that the players who are better are rated better because we've obviously signed players from higher, like Sam Morsey has come from a good championship side in Middlesbrough, so who, he'd have been rated as a starter for them because that's what he was. And then we've signed players like well, like Joe Piggott, for example, who obviously did well but was at AFC Wimbledon, a lower League One side. So it's just making sure that the the players that have stepped up from lower levels are rated as highly as those who have stepped down from the higher levels and whether that's bringing people down or putting people up, that's what I'll have to work out yeah. there. And like I was mentioned with the keepers, obviously Halatki. Now I'm going to say he's, he's probably going to come down relatively significantly in January. And cause I don't see that Walton is Walton is what he is. And I think where he was rated is probably right. And it's just, how it's gone around that, but I don't want to sort of, you can't just nerf someone as they call it, just, just because they've had a poor few games. You have to think about it there, but it is, yeah, it's, it's just a case of trying to rejig the squad so that those who are starting regularly are rated more highly than those who are struggling to get the team ahead of them. So not, and of course, there's of course another couple of months. So, you know, form can fluctuate wildly in the next couple of yeah. months as it has done in the last two months. So 
Yeah, it's very uh, easy just to dive in after sort of Macaulay Bonds obviously got 10, 11 goals now in 15 games. But if in January he's got 13 goals in 30 games, then he's not going to sort of probably be rated as highly as if I were to do him now. So it's probably worth having that whole sort of first half of the season to reflect on. Take the emotion out of it, Joe. But Hladke is a really good example, and I don't want to pick on him, the poor guy. So, um, but he's obviously, as you said, Dean, had been rated highly at Mirren and Salford. And to Joe's point, the observation that I think all town fans would make is it's it's less his attributes and more perhaps his mentality, perhaps, and yeah. the nerves. Is that something that Joe can adjust? Is that is that possible too? So you keep his attributes largely the same. You maybe do a little bit of a downward adjustment if he hasn't really played or has made some bad errors. But if it's a psychological thing, can, can that be factored in? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the mental side of the game is factored into his current ability. So uh, his decision-making, his... Um, um, and, and yeah, another mental attributes like that is consistencies, concentration levels. Those can all be uh, adjusted. So that's probably... To reflect that it, yes. Yeah. Where you'd go, Joe, maybe? Just... Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, because he because he'd been so good at Salford, and when I when he came across from Salford, I did speak to their researcher a, a fair bit back and forth. It might be something I'd go back to him with just to get his view on certain areas rather than just dive straight into it. I mean, it was accepted not just by the Salford researcher, who is who is a very good researcher and really knows what he's what he's doing, but uh, it uh, you know it's accepted within football. You know, he won he was in the league two team of the season last season golden gloves and like i said and when you see that, the stats from salford that. he and, was yeah unbelievable and I've, yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to a lot of people it was like you've signed the best keeper outside the championship this is a guy that should be going to yeah. a championship yeah. side not a league one side and it was seen as a real coup and we paid was, yeah. sort of good yeah. money for him so i think it was about three hundred thousand you've paid for a goalkeeper which is almost unheard of and for for a way well, it's unheard of for a league one side to spend that sort of money on a goalkeeper so it is it's definitely uh for, for some reason, it's just not worked out, but it's not to say he isn't a good keeper because he obviously is. Mm. We'll find out. Um, Pablo Canuga, does marking the goalkeeper with your top striker still yield 60 plus goals? <laughs> I think that's a, I'm not sure that's a question, but um, maybe in the old game. Um, finally, Flim Flam film fan. Um, loves football manager, been playing since Chat Mondays, embraced the huge levels of immersion as they've been added, but worried the game's accessibility to new players. I think. I think that's been addressed a little bit. It's a bit, bit easier, but the question is, does Dean think a new mode starting as an academy manager and learning manager and working through it, getting coaching badges and going up the ladder might be possible in future iterations? You also ask, will there ever be a stadium editor available? That's that's premier manager 98. Um, but um, yeah, the thought about working the way up through the, through the, it, it does, it does get mentioned quite a lot in the forums and it is something we, we are, we do discuss quite regularly. I think the one thing, the one thing, which is a, it sounds exciting in principle, but actually how much would there be to do if you were the under 18 manager? I'm not sure people would enjoy doing it because you obviously wouldn't have transfers to do and you probably wouldn't have tactics to do because you'd be told the tactics by either the director of football or the manager of the first team. So I'm not sure how much there would be to do and whether that would be something which you would soon get tired of. The novelty of that would soon wear out. I don't know. Anyway, it, it is it, it is something that uh, is under consideration as a feature, but uh, but that's all at the moment. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so sometimes I find it interesting to set up a sort of like a director of football save where you just mm. hand everything over and you just have the first team, but that doesn't always work as well as you want it to, and you still have to 
adjust the budgets for them to work there. So I'm sure all this stuff has been considered and tested and looked at and and to the nth degree before it would ever come live. Yes, yeah. and and you are able to you know uh, to delegate a lot of the roles if you don't want to to other members of your FM staff. If you're playing the game, if you don't want to do the press conference, you don't have to. You can send your assistant manager. You can, you know, you can get uh, you can ask your coach to do the training. All of these sorts of things you don't have to do if you don't want to. So that does reduce some of the uh, some of the workload. But then, of course, you know, other people like to do all of it. Do all of it. The, the full immersion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just for, finally, guys, um, talk to us about your saves at the moment and what you you know, Joe. You talked about your academy save. Um, Dean, have you got a game going on, a save going on at the moment that you're, what's your aspirations? Uh, well, I'm only just, I'm only just starting uh, a little bit of a save really, because uh, I've been so busy. I wasn't able to do any play testing or do any, do a save before the game was out. So um, yeah, I started, I started to save as unemployed and st- on the first game, opens it up and, you know, see what, who's available and the, Latvian league is a new league in the game and one of their teams Riga were second in the league with 12 games to go so I thought I'll uh, I apply for that and got it so I thought well I'll do that play that part of the play the end of that season with them and then take it from there really wow so I've just started as that I've only played four or five games there so just started that safe you're you're a Blues fan aren't you you're a Birmingham City fan am, aren't you yeah, yeah do you do do you do that do you I try. I, get to I rarely play in England, just because I'm always. If I do, I'd just be looking at. Oh, that's not quite right. Or he <laughs> didn't do that. Or I'd be too concentrate. I'd be too, too much looking at what the other. It'd what be the work other team rather doing than play. And it would be. So I do like to go into. I do like usually every year to try and play in a different league where I don't know the data and I actually play the game for what it is, rather than worrying too much about. Oh maybe he should have a bit more of a rating as a left back as well as a left winger or whatever, all that sort of thing. I just think, right, I'll play the data. I've got to learn who these players are, whichever club I'm at. Say, say the club in Latvia now. I've got just trust the data because our researchers from all over the world, there's some amazing um, research teams we've got. And yeah. uh, they're really, you know, got a, a large number of uh, people all helping out as Joe does and, uh, yeah, so I'll just go and play in Latvia, trust trust the data and, you know, try and work out which of these four strikers I've got to play is going to be the one I play up front. I've got to work it out for myself because I don't have any, you know, any prejudiced ideas yeah. about who they are. I've got to work it out myself and then I'll win win or fail, depending on, on my own ability in the game. So, yeah, so I do quite enjoy going in. In a totally different country, a purist experience. I'm loving that. <laughs> That's great. There you go. Um, and and I guess um, on behalf of as a as the as the as the muggle here as a player, and I know you guys are players as well. But um, thank you for all the hours. It must be hours and hours of hard work that you guys do, and obviously all of the software engineering and the development and stuff like that. The guys that um, it's, it's Star Games, isn't it? And yeah. thank you i mean it, it, it ruined my degree frankly but that was a previous era so it's too late now okay I, I need to take some responsibility for that but thank you so much and um and i'm smashing it at the moment at ipswich and um long may that continue um so yeah Just well gonna... i have to say thank you on behalf of si to joe for the amount of work he's done um on the ipswich data that's all the way through the summer and um even after the 
pre-release beta was out um, three or four weeks ago. I was still on to him and we discussed uh, some of the uh, staff responsibilities and uh, updated those for the release. So there's still, you know, there's a lot of work we did. We've done all the way through the summer just to ensure all the little elements yeah. of data. They all add up to be one big picture. Yes, I was just I was just thinking about not having much to do on the player side. There was a huge amount to do to do on the staff side of it. All the new staff setting those up, bringing those into the game, and sort of totally overhauling it there. And hopefully, how it's set up is reflects how it goes. But it's a little will sort of be a little bit of a suck them and see because we don't quite know how it's going to work yet. So hope, hopefully, it all works out as it should do. Otherwise, be more changes in January. And and you're always learning as well. We went to a fans. Q&A, Dean, on, on Monday, and Paul Cook told us what Francis Jeffers coaches and and there was someone else as well. Francis Jeffers does defensive set-piece training. So that's – is that on your yeah. list, Joe? No, but is I might it... need to adjust his coaching stats around that side of it, sort there of defensive are. coaching as opposed to – That's interesting. Jeffers is on the defensive side because, yeah. of course, you know, we all Gary know Roberts a striker, he, so, yeah. yeah. Gary, Gary Roberts, Roberts does the attacking set-pieces and Francis yeah. Jeffers does the defensive. And Paul well, Cook does everything else. Well, of course, Gary had a good spell at Ipswich, doesn't he? And of course, he had that left foot for delivering free kicks and corners. Which yeah. Is, yeah. He's the right man for the job. So, um, so yeah. So, Joe's got a, you both have a busy few months coming up. And then, and then it will be around, it'll be FM 23, will be coming around before you know it. Um, guys, thank you so much again. Um, on behalf of the podcast, Dean, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and giving us those fascinating insights. Um, where can we find you on social media, or do you do, would you rather people keep their feedback to themselves? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on social media at Dean Gripton. There you go. Go and find Dean there. And but, uh, uh, if if, the, if people want to feedback to the games, we're um, the SI Community Forums has uh, all sorts of areas where you can discuss the game. You can uh, feedback on what you think, how good you think the game is or isn't, or you can feedback on the data. Um, you can request any new features there um, or just discuss your own save game, all That's sorts of things. Is that so SI Games.com? Uh, yes, yes, via com, and then uh, click on forums and you go to the, uh, to the forums where thousands of people discuss the game. Fantastic. Big community, and we and Joe, everyone knows where you're on Twitter. Um, yeah, Joe Fairs, if you want to complain, um, no, don't um, give Joe your admiration because he's <laughs> he's watching closely every week. Um, and when he's allowed to, the Academy Games as well. So, Joe, thank you for doing all you uh, on behalf yeah. of the Ipswich community, I guess, um, for making for all your hard work as well. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to hear the sort of feedback and bits that people want changed and to look and at because sites as well maybe as well you know yeah no, but that's so lucky because i've been doing it a long time now i sort of have a lot of contacts and people i speak to in there but yeah anyone anyone who feels they can add and like so the staff anyone watching that can help in any way i'm always happy to hear from anyone and like i say i'm glad that like ipswich is a sort of manageable size club i'd imagine if you're an Arsenal or, or like I say, I remember I used to enjoy on database release day, checking out the Arsenal data issues forum and the Man United one to see seven pages before, before the game had even been out an hour of underrating players and somebody's pay should be 14, not 13 and hundreds and hundreds of pages of issues where Ipswich, I'd be lucky if I had more than sort of two or three comments on there. Well, there you go. He's, he's asking for it guys. There you go. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you're not a usual on the Blue Monday podcast, um, I put up the, um, our web address there. If you want to find out more, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Thank you for joining us. And um, and I guess um, 
I guess the final words from all of us is is enjoy playing the game, right, guys? Yeah, it's it's why you do it. Thank you. Get involved. Get involved. Thank you very much, guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.